This is the NFL Play Football Podcast, and I'm Jeff Fisher of High School Football America. The NFL celebrates youth and high school football year-round through camps, activities, NFL flag, and tackle leagues. The Play Football Initiative provides a fun and engaging experience for players of all ages and skill levels, equipping young people with key life skills that are building blocks to success on and off the field. Next stop on the cross-country tour to uh, honor all of the... uh, 2022 NFL High School Coaches of the Year is the state of Maryland. Archbishop Spaulding coming off a great year in 2022. The uh, Coach of the Year for the Ravens is their head coach, Kyle Schmidt, leading them to uh, an 11-1 record, a A-conference championship in the always tough Maryland Interscholastic Athletic Association. Also gained some, gained some national notoriety, 121 in the High School Football America 300, powered by NFL Play Football. And uh, coaches on the line right now to talk about what was a great year. I'm sure you're still on a high, coach, especially after winning the award on long top of on top of it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Jeff. I appreciate you having me. And uh, it is everything gets a little bit easier um, after you win. Not easier, but just more <laughs> enjoyable. The recruiting, getting back in the weight room, equipment hand in. Uh, yeah, there's a little bit of an air of uh, of appreciation and gratitude for everybody. So uh, it's been a fun. Fun couple of weeks, but uh, we're, back, we're back to work now. You yeah, know, we got- want to do it again in 2023. You want to do all that fun stuff again. So. Erase the blackboard. Well, there's no such thing as a blackboard. The yeah. grease board. <laughs> right, the grease board. Go back yeah. at it. Hey, hey, Coach, um, I know you've listened to a couple of these interviews, and one of the things I like to do here, we're going to get into the team and what you accomplished in 2022, but I, I really like to get kind of a, a little bit of a heartbeat on why you're in the coaching profession. Can you give the listeners out there a, a little bit of, uh, you know, what got you to put a whistle around your neck when did you lose your mind oh wait we make a lot of money as high school coaches right now i'm just teasing (laughs) exactly (laughs) oh that uh no doubt it why say it all probably started in my my really young stages as a as an athlete watching both my parents um not in the profession but my dad coached us in a bunch of he coached us in soccer he coached us in baseball in basketball when we were young and uh and then my mom's a preschool teacher so both of them in that uh just in that area of of teaching and coaching in some capacity we we saw it i grew up in western pa too jeff and uh i know i'm the ravens coach of the year but i grew up watching the steelers as a young person (laughs) that's okay we all have those little (laughs) fandoms right (laughs) (laughs) no doubt but uh but yeah so you you there was there was really great coaches in that area, and and then my two uh, two high school coaches that stand out for me was my high school football head coach Greg Dorn, and uh, my high school basketball coach Tom Esposito, who's, who's still coaching basketball at Derry High School in Western PA. And I, I know early on, um, my wife, who I met in high school, she she'll remind me. I, I was telling people at that time I wanted to teach and coach, so <laughs> the roots were definitely were there for me. As a young coach, uh, I, I thought just the, the lifestyle and working with kids mm-hmm. and the leadership and the, the team building, I still love it. Uh, I went to University of Maryland and played for Ralph Region there, and my offensive line coach was Tom Bratton. They had a tremendous influence on me. James Franklin, who I GA'd under, and, and he was a coach at Maryland at the time. So 
uh, I, I was around a lot of really good football minds. Bill O'Brien, who's back with the Patriots just uh, recently this You're week. You're dropping some good names there. <laughs> I know. I am, I'm really name-dropping. But, but I, I, just those were some people that had an effect on me. And, you know, got to watch those guys do it. So, I, But I would still go back to my parents and my high school coaches who were were just that, – that, that's where the passion started. I think some of the knowledge and, and learning how to run it right at a high level came from some of the guys in college. And then, uh, yeah. And, and, and honestly, I tell my students and my players this, we have the ability now as coaches to study from afar where, you know, listen to some of the coaches who have done the podcast and some of the guys that are much, much better in this game a lot longer than I have, you know, they, they went to spring practices and they went to, which we do too, (laughs) but they, they really, they would go sit in an office with those guys. Heck, I get to, I can follow these guys. I can read about them. I can YouTube them, and there's documentaries about them. There's you know, the ESPN follows them for a season. We have we can you know take in so much from these coaches uh, from afar. Where maybe I don't have a personal relationship, but God, I can read everything this guy's yeah. putting out uh, and, and how he does it. So it's just a constant kind of uh, process of learning for me. But but a lot of it does go back to the roots. But like most of us, parents, high school coaches. Uh, those guys had a tremendous effect on me, um, and I just I'm I'm grateful for them. Talking to Kyle Schmidt, the uh, Archbishop's Spalding head coach uh, there in Maryland, uh, the Ravens coach of the year, as he said. And you know when I when I hear somebody. Uh, say, hey, I, I knew I wanted to do this. You know, you get into it like all of us, right? We're all we're all hepped up. We we we're gonna change the world. We know what we know and all this. What what was the biggest thing that you've learned through the years that you didn't know when you were all had all that vim and vigor back in the early days when it comes to the coaching profession? Oh, that's awesome. I when we're young coaches, we want to out scheme everybody. That's <laughs> what we want to do. Yeah, we all think it's the X's and O's. And we're going to run the offense that blows people away and the defense that blows people away. And and then uh, you get into it. And that's important. It's all nice. But I, I found the relationship with the players being really authentic uh, as, as just it really lasts. You know, and our, I always tell folks, uh, myself and our, our, our assistants, like our kind of our superpower is just our presence with the kids and COVID probably had an effect on me there. Um, where just being around them was so became so important where we suddenly these coaches, we had spent all this time in the weight room with guys. We'd spent all this time in meeting rooms at school. We were now separated from them and we had to find other ways to connect. So I think for us just being with them and being around them, uh, not being a friend, being mentor still and modeling the way, but, uh, that's had a tremendous, influence on me and the coaches that I think back to uh in my life that were just there (laughs) and they were just there and uh and and modeling it for me I think that's something that I've really learned over the last few years we we want to we want to be really basic and fundamental and teach them but but more importantly we want to be around them and that that's been our uh my staff I think our biggest strength is our is our time spent with them as opposed to, to all the, the cool stuff we're teaching them schematically and, and technique-wise. I mean, we, we've become more basic than ever uh, over the last few years, and frankly, the, the success has only increased. So um, that that would be the thing that, that's, that's really been, been big for us. Yeah, yeah you, you, 
Yep, you learn, and I think that's a good one. I like that you hung your hat on that one because it does make a difference. And, you know, one of the things that's different these days is not every coach is in the classroom. You are a social science teacher there. And and I was just wondering how how that helps you, especially when you say you like being there for the kids. And I don't know how many kids that are your players are in your classroom as well, but how does that connectivity work for you? It's awesome, yeah. So I've, I've been teaching for 13 years. I'm a coach, head coach for 14. And uh, I teach, I've been in the social social science, we call it at Spalding. Um, I've taught government, U.S. history. But I actually, uh, just within the last two to three years, um, there was an intro to business class. And it was, um, for me, it, it, it was presented as, hey, make this business leadership and, and go with it. Uh, and man, the connections are awesome from football to this. It's all about whether it's putting together a business, whether it's putting together a team, mm-hmm. it all plays in. And, and for me being in the classroom, again, going back to the connection piece, I'm connected to the student body. We're a co-ed Catholic school, 1300 students. It's a semester class. So I, I'll now teach, you know, in the range of about 160 to 200 kids in a year between the two semesters. And for me, it's a connection to our student body. Uh, it keeps it, it keeps you young. It does. It, I feel so old saying I'm only 41, but uh, being around them and uh, and getting to see what the trends are. It's a class where we have a lot of open conversation, and uh, we teach core values. We teach uh, mission statements. Um, we talk about building a team, hiring personnel all stuff that, that I do. And uh, I had well, actually one of our players ask me in class the other day, you know, coach, I'm teaching business. Have you ever run a successful business? And I was like, well, <laughs> I mean, I've been coaching high school football for 14 years and I labor, I, I ripped off all the things that I do and a, you know, a budget, uh, you know, uh, hiring guys, um, helping place guys and the, the next level. I went on and on and on. I said, so, and, and I said, hey, we, we went 11 and 1 this year. So, yeah, I think we're running a successful business here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it doesn't no. matter what it is. It, 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 it Business is business. I think that's the thing you learn. Well, well, well you, you had a little bit of a, a hiccup there, right? You Going into the season, you're probably feeling good. You, 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 you go against a New Jersey power and Don Bosco prep. They've won a couple of national titles along the way, and you guys lose, but then you rip off 11 straight. What happened in that first game and that business plan you put together <laughs> that, that you were able to overcome? It's the the cool thing that, that, that we we've established here. You know, so we went ten and one last year. We lost our last game, uh, a heartbreaker in, in the playoffs to McDonough. And then we come back, and I guess different years, but but you lose back to back games. The last one of last year, and the first one of this year. It, I found, um, and it stinks. We all hate losing. Losing's tough, but man, it just it just you get to find out about yourself. You find out about your kids and find out about your coaches when you play a Bosco. Um, and, and it, it was, it was the best thing that could happen to us to be really upfront. It's, it's the catalyst for the next 11. We, uh, the bus ride home, our offensive coordinator, Anthony messenger and I sat uh, for three and a half hours and, and got our thoughts together on who we really should be offensively. Um, our defense coordinator, Tyrone Forby, was having a similar conversation with the defensive staff on the other bus, uh, and, and we made some, some changes that you, you, you lose like that, and the urgency to make 
changes schematically or personnel wise uh, are, are, you know, it's kind of just hurried. It's increased. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I, I think our kids were kind of galvanized. We, we, we didn't play well early. We were really young last year and, uh, but we played a really good second half, uh, hung with them. Um, you know, a team that we had a tremendous amount of respect for we're going to play again this year. And, uh, I, the, the vibe was good. The vibe was good. Our leaders stepped up and gave our kids a chance to, to kind of just come together a little bit closer. And, uh, um, and man, and then, you know, two months, three months later, we're, we're MIAA champions. So it was, it's one of the best things that could happen to us. You know, the, the losses are tough. You know, we can, I think we all remember them a little bit better than some of the victories. Oh, unfortunately, yeah. that's the nature of the sport. But, um, but honestly, we, we, we got together and as a team kind of became closer and, uh, you know, it just, it changed our season. So I, I, I never look back at it as, um, that's a bad thing. Every loss, is, there's a lesson in there somewhere, and, and the, the Bosco game had plenty of them. Yep, it, it sounds like cliche, but it's absolutely true. Kyle Schmidt on the line. Spalding's yeah. head coach, uh, Ravens coach of the year, joining us today on the NFL Play Football podcast. Before we dive into your your coaches and your, your players that were integral in you winning the Ravens coach of the year award, um, I, I thought it'd be kind of cool if you talked to the listeners out there. We always hear about the Washington Catholic Athletic Conference, right? I, I, but but I, being grown, growing up in the eastern part of Pennsylvania, also know the MIAA is also pretty darn good so i'm going to have you put on your ambassador hat there for a for a moment or two and, and talk about the quality of football that you guys play in the league yeah definitely so we we and then understanding high school football in in maryland and the private schools there is there is recruiting jeff at, at our level and i've heard that <laughs> yes <laughs> you all we all recruit all private schools recruit their students or else there there would be no schools um but we often, uh, yeah, we fight those battles. And I have great friends, honestly, in, in both leagues at this point, haven't been there for, uh, for 14 years. But the depth of our league is, is, is long and wide from uh, Baltimore down to uh, Anne Arundel County, where we're at, to Annapolis, even out to Fre- Frederick. And the WCAC is, is great. They have, they have four uh, really national powers in that league. And we do typically play one per year, but the MIAA in the history of uh, Calvert Hall and Loyola who played the Turkey Bowl, which has been the longest standing, uh, I think, um, Thanksgiving Day game, which is uh, which is always a big deal in this area. Mount St. Joe's in Baltimore, which has had multiple NFL players, um, our biggest rival, we play at the end of the year, to um, Gilman and McDonough, which is another long rivalry, and multiple Division I and NFL players from both of those schools. Uh, there's a mix. It's not all Catholic schools. There's independent schools uh, in the league as well. And then there's also a B conference, which has uh, powers like St. Mary's and Archbishop Curley and Boys Latin, uh, St. Paul's, <coughs> John Carroll, Concordia Prep, some really good football and depth of football in the area. And um, we're thrilled to be at the top of it right now. Uh, Baltimore is an awesome city. It's a blue-collar town. The Ravens <coughs> set that kind of mark. We all kind of fall in line, obviously, the University of Maryland down the road as well, my alma mater, Towson football in the city. So the MIAA, I think, kind of is the, the symbol for high school football in, in the state. It's all Maryland teams. It's not D.C., no Virginia. It's all Maryland. And um, it's competitive. It's extremely competitive. And that, that keeps your edge. Uh, and we were able to 
to dominate the league at times this year and, and been very good in it the last two years. But like I said, it's, we don't have a feeder school. We don't have, a, we're in a public school where our guys in our backyard are going to be there year in and year out through a great youth program. Um, we have to actively, um, you know, put together our team. Now we don't, we're not a school that takes a lot of transfers. Um, and, uh, we don't add our hundo our team throughout the four years, but we have to put together great freshman classes. Um, we got to stay sharp schematically because the league is, you play the best teams twice a year. That's oh, yeah. how it is, much like the <laughs> WCAC. You're yeah. going to play, you're going to play the best teams twice a year. And we all know how hard that is to beat a team twice. Um, and so it's just, it's really competitive. It's fun to be a part of. As I mentioned, a lot of the coaches at this point uh, are, are friends. Um, we all are connected. Two of my coaches coach in the league, uh, D Ballard at Severn School and Troy Gibson at St. Paul's are both in the league now. So um, it, it's, it's great football. It's also great basketball. Uh, we have a baseball program that's one of the best in the nation and won the league last year as well. Uh, and then the girls' sports as, uh, as well. They're, they're in the IAM, which is sort of the, the sister league to the MIAA. So it's overall one of the you know the best, I think, sports leagues in, in the country from a private school standpoint. And we're, we're really honored to, uh, to, to be at the top of it uh, this offseason. So, yeah. we, you know, 2023 is on its way, though. Yep, you put your bullseye right on the chest there and said, "Okay, <laughs> we're okay. we're raining now. Now, now let's see what we can do. Make it back to back." Kyle Schmidt on the line, Archbishop Spalding, the Ravens coach of the year, and and coach. I mentioned it uh, before we went into that uh, that question there. You know, you can't win this award without players and without uh, a staff. So let's start on the staff side of things. Um, Tell us by name some of the guys that that get it done for you. Don't don't leave anybody out because that'll get you in trouble. Uh, but uh, take take a little bit of time here to wax eloquently about those guys that helped you get the name on that award. Uh, absolutely, yeah, I appreciate it, Jeff. That's those are the guys that get get the least credit, really. You know, that from the um, from a program standpoint, the head guy behind every coach of the year is just a phenomenal staff and. Uh, and honestly, as I always say at our banquet, wives and girlfriends and families of that staff as oh, well. Yeah. So oh, yeah. I won't name all. I won't name all of them, Jeff. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. that. But, we only got a limited time, <laughs> <laughs> but but hit them all. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I'll start quickly though. Our, our defense coordinator, Tyrone Forby, has been with me for ten years. I think he's the best D coordinator in, in the area. Uh, he, he's cutting edge schematically, but ultimately the kids play really hard for him, and he, he's built a great defensive culture that's kind of uh, resonated throughout our program uh his his assistance on our our assistance on defense justin carrier with the d-line tyler young at outside backers joe neary inside backers miles edmonds edmonds with the dbs do do an excellent job they're detailed and tough offensively we have a young coordinator anthony mester i used to call the plays but anthony 25 years old took over um you know and my emphasis probably more with the o-line uh, and, and the offense than, than on the defensive side of the ball. But Anthony did a wonderful job this year. Um, our uh, column plays, building a rapport with our quarterback, Malik Washington, who was special. And then uh, a new O-line coach, Howard Duncan, in his first year and coaching the position that the head coach specializes in, never easy as we know. And Howard did, a, did an excellent job there with Jack Hanratty at receivers, made a tough group, blocked the perimeter really well. And uh, our running backs coach, 
Nick Vermillion did an excellent job as well uh, with the group, a 1,300-yard rusher back there. Kevin Klesmeyer was our uh, kind of staff assistant and uh, did a wonderful job. Ashley Rossetti, director of football operations, was excellent as well. I hope I'm not forgetting anybody on the varsity staff. But two, a <laughs> couple other people real fast. Our, two, our two JV coaches, two JV coaches, John Stein and John Bonistis, who had been with me forever and uh, 10 years of – of uh, helping run our under squads and they just feed us great players who are prepared to play. So um, that's sort of the staff in a quick nutshell without going too long. But I, I think the biggest thing, Jeff, is just loyalty. Um, a bunch of guys that don't, don't take themselves too seriously, take what mm-hmm. they do seriously. And don't take themselves too seriously. And, uh, and then the, the, the other group, kind of the off the field group that I'll add is our strength coach, Scott Swope. Um, we're, we're, we're the strongest team in our league and I've had coaches from, uh, from other programs say that to me and say, man, you know, your guys are tough, they're strong and they're durable, uh, and, and, and they're not injury, uh, riddled throughout a long season, which is a, a tribute to our trainers, Kelly, uh, Crow and Jenna Pearson. So, but, but, but that crew is, they also build the connections with the players where I don't have to be every player's guy, you know, and I have assistants that have great relationships with our kids and it can alert me if something's up from the strength coaches to the trainers to the coaches. So, um, and I think I squeezed a lot of names in there. If I did forget anybody, I apologize. But uh, I think our staff doesn't do it for the credit. They do it because they, they care about our kids and they care about spawning. Um, and I'm just really grateful for them. They're, uh, they're, they're the best, and, and we have great continuity. Uh, many of them have been here my full 10 years at Spalding, uh, some with my previous stop previous stop at Appleton High School. So I've been, been with a lot of them for a while, and um, they say they're all coming back to do it again, so, so we're excited about <laughs> there it. There you go. Well, and, you know, I just thought of something. You should play that little segment there for, uh, for your class because it sounds like what you just described there uh, by allowing your assistants to do what you do, they do sounds like you were the CEO. You are the CEO yeah. of the Spalding football team. I thought I'd just help you out in the classroom a little bit. <laughs> I appreciate it, Jeff. No problem. It. Hey, and yeah. I, you know what? I, I coached the unit that, that, that nobody wants to coach the special teams, which was a blast. And I love doing specials. You get to coach every kid. So, but yeah, I definitely. There you go. I'm, I'm the CEO. I am going to use that. <laughs> CEO of Spalding, Kyle Schmidt, the Ravens coach yeah. of the year, uh, number 121 in the uh, national rankings last year in the High School Football America 300, powered by NFL Play Football. Uh, time to flip it to the other side of the the coin. There, uh, we we got the staff in. I can't have you go through every player's name, obviously. But <laughs> I, 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 what I've said to every coach is, you know, let's get some of the captains in there, some of the guys you feel, you know, did the job for you uh, on the field in the leadership category, all of that. So take it away. Yeah. We had a small group of seniors this year, Jeff, which was probably rare. We, we graduated a massive bunch the year before with about 16 guys that, that went on to play college football. So there was definitely a void that, uh, that I think there was a concern program school-wide of like, uh, how are they going to be? And then after the Bosco result, uh, you know, it was like, what well, could be a long year. And, um, we just had a resilient group of seniors uh, that that just, man, they laid it. They were all about They were real Spalding guys. That's a term we use to describe 
uh, a kid in our program that just does all the little things right. It's not about talent. It's about the, the character and the toughness and the commitment. So just a couple of senior captains um, on the offensive side of the ball, Dylan Jones, left tackle, was the leader of the group up front. Uh, our receiver, Max Moss, had, frankly, a historic year. He's headed to JMU to, to play receiver. Max had 21 touchdowns on the season receiving, including four in a game against Gonzaga from the, at WCAC. Um, and running back, Hakeem Sims, was, was special, 1,300-yard rusher as a senior. Um, the one underclassman who, who deserves a you know, significant um, credit was our quarterback, Malik Washington, who's a sophomore and uh, is going to be a power five uh, player and one of the best quarterbacks probably in the East Coast, not the country, in, in the class of 2025. And he, um, he was special for us as well, leading that group. And on the other side of the ball, uh, we had two senior linebackers that were special. Um, Gio Boone is headed to Sacred Heart. Gio's a two-year starter at linebacker, had a wonderful year, a four-converted safety at one-time quarterback who just found his way in the linebacker spot. And then kind of a guy that uh, uh, characterized uh, Spalding football was our linebacker, P.J. Pokness, who um, played outside backer, uh, was a captain each game, wore number one for us. You all know the, the respect that, that that guy gets on a football team. And um, P.J. had uh, two pick sixes on the year as a 4.5 GPA, going to be in engineering, hasn't made a final decision on college yet, but that's a Spalding guy. Uh, that, that, that's the term we use to describe it. He would, you know, it'd probably be his picture in, uh, in, in the Spalding football dictionary when it <laughs> says Spalding guys, PJ and um, Tyler Brown be the last name on, uh, in the secondary Tyler, the junior who were luckily is coming back. And um, Tyler had seven interceptions in our secondary and, and really had a great year leading a bunch of bunch of underclassmen in there. But uh, our kids were, were phenomenal. I don't want to leave any out, but like you said, I can't name them all. Yeah. Um, but um, but that, that was sort of our, our, our initial core um, uh, on both sides as I go through it. And uh, Keyshawn Flies, I'll leave one more. as Maybe the best defense player in the MIAA, who's a junior, as our inside back. You guys are young. And special. We are, we are. We've turned, uh, we turned 15 starters next year, Jeff. So that's exciting for us. Very uh, exciting. I better, better add that into the algorithm when we're doing the, those preseason <laughs> rankings. There, might, for you. Might need to. <laughs> <laughs> love to hear that. Uh, Kyle funny. Schmidt on the line here. We're going to wrap up with the reason you're talking to us today. You are the uh, the Ravens Coach of the Year. You are honored. Uh, I think it was in December, somewhere around the holidays, I believe, yep. to be down there on Christmas the field. Eve. Yeah, well, not yeah, a bad Chris, Christmas Eve gift uh, for you. <laughs> Um, you know what? What's it like? Because I did. They had all of the coaches there on that uh, at that game, didn't they? Um, like all the weekly yeah. winners, or they did. Yeah, yeah. they did. They had uh, every every weekly winner at the game. Yep. So, so, so the question is this: You know, what does it mean to the coaching community there in 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 the Baltimore in the in the Maryland area that the the Ravens and the NFL does it, of course, with all of the teams, but in particular here with the Ravens? What does it mean that the the the, the NFL is reaching down into the roots of the game for you guys? It's it's awesome. It's a tremendous honor. I think. So much of our sport actually really originates with the the youth level, but uh, it, it seems that the passion and the love uh, and the kids that are really committed to it starts at the high school level. And um, I mean, the honor is 
it's incredible. You have to you have to kind of pause. And after a season like this, you're just lucky to get you know the coach of the year honors come. And I don't I don't yeah just, just thankful and grateful to have them because of how many worthy candidates there are throughout. And and um, for for us in the Ravens this year, I was recognized with the record doesn't hurt, but uh, there's just so many guys in our area. And I think about it the day at the game. And I think about guys in our league who I just have so much respect for and guys have been doing it longer and longer than I have in the time spent. Um, it's a, it's incredible honor. And, and to get it from a, an organization like the Ravens who do things the right way, who have a coach who is ingrained in the sport as well with coach Harbaugh and his family, um, yeah, you, you just uh, you take a moment to pause, and uh, ultimately you're just incredibly grateful to be a part of the, the football community, to be a part of the Maryland high school football community, um, you know, frankly, the national football community and, and, and the coaches around the country that, that, that do this for a living. It's not, it's not a living. It's a passion for all of us. And, um, yeah, it's, 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 it's really cool. Um, I'm just honored by it. Uh, there's just so many worthy candidates. You know, there just really are. And as I look at the list of the other 31 names um, throughout the country and you listen to some of the podcasts that you've done and why these guys do it, um, it's, it's really, it's truly, it's truly about, you know, the kids and, and the joy of getting to watch them play on a Saturday. Uh, we had our first this year play on Sunday, Joyous Chestnut playing for the Tennessee Titans. And um, it's, uh, they are, I have one son, but it's like I got a hundred <laughs> new ones each year. Um, you get emotional thinking about them because uh, you do your, the ups and the downs with them, the, the, the moments on the practice field in the meeting rooms, in the classroom, getting to watch some of them uh, get their first scholarship offer, which we had this week for one of our young guys, um, you know, see their dreams come true uh, is, is really what it's all about. So I'm, I'm just thankful for the Ravens, thankful for the NFL to, to be even mentioned with the, the you know, Don Shula, his, his son, um, Dave comes through, he's at Dartmouth now, and he comes through to recruit our school from time to time and getting to know him a little bit. It's been a tremendous honor, but uh, it's really cool. So it was, a, it was a great Christmas Eve. Our whole team was there. Our whole team got honored, actually. It was about five degrees, Jeff. So <laughs> I we, was in uh, New York we, City. We, I know we how cold it was. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, w- what a cool day for us and our program and memories that um, that will last a long time. And I always wrap up with this question and all of these, and you probably heard it, and you, you sort of touched on it a little bit. Um, you know, uh, having your name in the same sentence with Don Shula, what makes it neat for, for the people that are old like me realize that before the Dolphins, there were the Baltimore Colts. So so what does it mean to you yeah. to have your name bandied around with uh, the, the greatest NFL coach of all time? Oh, it's, it, you, you, <laughs> you don't really feel worthy in that regard, but... Uh... Just yeah, you know what the name means here with the Colts and um, and really throughout the league and, and the coaching profession. Um, it's I, I, to me, it just screams like class and doing things the right way. Uh, and and that I think that's really what all of us are trying to uphold because the the balance we all want to win. We all want to put together great programs that win football games and produce college and, and hopefully NFL players someday. But um, but deep down, 
finding the, the way to do it the right way and do right by the players and right by the schools that we represent most importantly um that 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 you know archbishop spalding wasn't built on football you know we're we're just a piece of it we're we're ninth period as i tell a lot of people who are prospective you know student athletes um you know this is a part of the education of each of these kids and i think that's what deep down if when it, when you watch things about like the 72 dolphins and and what don shula meant to those players um it's it's not also it's not only excellence you know on the field but it's a uh, it's a class and uh, a way of doing things the right way off the field. And, um, you know, that, that's something that's really important to us at our program is, is to, to win the right way. And uh, it's not always easy in, in this day and age, um, but, uh, but I, I think it's the only way to do it. So, um, yeah, that, that's, that's sort of what watching Coach Shula from afar and, and studying him and, and some of the other legends of the sport, uh, that, that's really important to me. So. Uh, we're proud of how we've done it so far and, and want to keep doing it that way. Well, as we've said throughout this, it looks like you're doing a pretty darn good job as the CEO of Spalding Football. <laughs> it seems like you're, <laughs> you're a real student of, uh, of of some of the people before you, and that's that's a great thing. Well, we appreciate you taking the time with us, uh, and as I've said to everyone, you know, and, and you mentioned it earlier, um, the coaching profession is so wonderful because those people have two families. No matter how small their their real family is, they've got that big one too, and, and it's important to us to to salute you guys and, and and understand that you make a real difference in so many people's lives out there and uh, we just appreciate you taking the time and congratulations on being the ravens coach of the year that's the nfl play football podcast coaches don't forget to check out playfootball.nfl.com for some great resources to help you improve in the coaching profession i'm jeff fisher of high school football america and you've been listening to the nfl play football podcast